Hey, Alan. Mitch, welcome to Calgary Business Podcast. Well, thank you so much for having me. I sure appreciate it. Look, I just wanted to, uh, yeah, this, I just wanted to introduce you and uh, in the podcast. And, you know, this is episode number 103. Wow. And for the, the four listeners, I think we've got now seven listeners because of the, the COVID-19, you know, home, home, people at home now. So, yeah, so it is April 1st, not April Fool's. Uh, Mitch, welcome. Mitch Jacobson, you're here from Revita, is that correct? You betcha. Revita or Revita is actually how we... In- is that how you say it? Revita. I, literally, I've had it in my head for the last couple of days. Revita. So it's Revita. Okay. Well, look, yeah. look, before we get into... I mean, just a little bit of background, Mitch, uh, on Revita, Revita and, you know, and you and what got you started. Absolutely. So I'm a petroleum engineer by trade, but I've always really been passionate about health and fitness. And so I was working in the oil and gas industry. And one right. of the things I noticed at the office was that you know, people would drink coffee in the morning and then in the afternoon you'd hit that 2 or 3 p.m. crap. <laughs> and I know it, yeah. Exactly. We've all been there, right? And everyone's already had two or three cups of coffee. But and you're like, I can't have any more coffee. That's done. I'm done for the day. Exactly. It's not really a solution to that problem, but people would drink it anyways because you need yeah. a little boost. And, you know, energy drinks, they're, they're a great product. They solve a problem, but they're probably not the best thing to be putting in your body. And that really came to light for me when one of my best friends, he was 21 years old at the time, he had a heart attack related wow. to conventional energy drinks. And that, that's what really spawned this idea of why don't we create a healthy afternoon pick-me-up with clean, simple ingredients that is more refreshing and, and better to drink than coffee in the afternoon, sure. but doesn't contain any of the crap that and, found. And then the other, you want to, I know you don't want to say Red Bull, but I will. Red Bull, Monster, <laughs> those drinks. <laughs> Well, I, I, you know, I, I, I can relate because literally, exactly, you just feel down, but you're late afternoon and you're, you're tired, but you want to keep working or maybe even go for a workout. Like a, you probably ran along the river or something, right? Exactly. Exactly. And you, you need a little boost, but, yeah. you know, I, I found that some of these professionals were using these energy drinks, but you could tell they didn't enjoy putting it in their, in their body. So why isn't there a solution to this problem? Wait, wait, I do. Come on. I love, <laughs> I love the Red Bull. Hey, no, that's amazing. So I want to, I want to touch on, cause you said you were a petroleum engineer and you know, the downhole tools, this isn't something like, you know, you, you do little, uh, like, uh, I, I worked many years in oil and gas as a CFO. And so I kind of understand that. So when did you amazing. pivot? When did I pivot? Yeah. So I was a couple of years out of school. I was working at yeah. a really big oil company downtown. I had an amazing, right. I loved my job there, but I always had this, <laughs> my inner entrepreneur was just screaming for an opportunity yeah. to do yeah. something on my own. And, and that's, you know, a couple of years into the industry, really noticing that problem that my friend had that heart attack. That's when I decided sure. to pivot and start working on this idea. But as an engineer, you kind of, is it, sorry, I, I know petroleum engineer, but I mean, that's, there's a complete diverse i mean okay your your personal side like you did you dig into the research to find out how to make a drink i mean this is pretty cool yeah that's exactly right so i had there was really no carryover from being a petroleum engineer to (laughs) starting a beverage company so i I really had no idea what i was doing and i literally started the company with the google search how do you start a beverage company so it was really building this from the ground up, having no idea what I'm, I was doing and sure. making lots of mistakes and learning from them. That's amazing. I mean, like, it's just, I mean, I've, okay, well, this is before Google and I, I just had to figure it out, but you, you literally had Google, you Googled it and then 
So what, I mean, what was the, the, the origin story? For me, I'm always fascinated. You, you, you found the information. You started digging into energy drinks, the components. Because you're, you're an engineer, you kind of understand the chemical, right? Is, is that why? Or, or yeah, sure. really great question. And, and honestly, like I said, you know, my petroleum engineering background, I guess maybe the process yeah. of how to design something, like having that background helps. But I really had no idea what I yeah. was doing. So I, I Googled, how do you start a beverage company? And then the next step was just creating a list of ingredients that I thought would work. So I tried absolutely sure. every energy drink I could get my hands on. I probably went through 200 different ones and I took notes on, you know, how did this one taste? How did that one taste? How did this one make me feel? What ingredients do I think, you know, the average consumer would be happy to put in their body and what ingredients would people not understand yeah. and I should avoid and over the course. Of did you go to health, like sort of health official? health care i don't know what you call it but the experts would say this is the more nutritious if you're working out you know that you know because you know yourself when you work out if you do a hard run you've got the lactic acid build up or you do a slower long you need more energy you know those you know what i mean like that did you have those consultations? Really question i didn't so much have the consultations but my my research led me down this rabbit hole of really understanding different sources of caffeine and so the caffeine that's found yeah. in you know, coffee or energy drinks, it's a really quick burst. And that's why a lot of times when you combine that with sugar, you get that crash. But what, ah. one of the things that we found is that the caffeine in tea, so tea naturally contains yep. L-theanine and tannins. And there's research now showing that it affects the absorption of that caffeine. It slows it down. So instead of having that quick hit of energy and then a crash, there's sure. research yep. now showing that the caffeine in tea can it absorbs slower so you get that longer more sustained energy and that was really the basis of what we designed revita on was caffeine from tea okay i gotta ask where did the name come because so revital it's obviously a play on revitalized because i think your website is revitalized.com so is that where revita come came from that you name? betcha you nailed it so we, we always love that word <laughs> revitalize it means to imbue new life and vitality yeah. and that's really what our brand is about it's about helping people it's about inspiring people and giving them a better product and so it's short for revitalize and we spelled it uniquely r-v-i-i-t-a for a couple of reasons one we could get the domain but two we, we actually wanted a name that was difficult to pronounce it's some of the strongest in the world like yeah you know adidas nike they're difficult to yeah. pronounce names because it reinforces your brand in the mind of the consumer. And it, it's a conversation piece. Well, it, I mean, literally caught my attention. I think I, I found you on, on, on yeah. Instagram and you, you know, your logo kind of stuck out, but, and I think you just mentioned that unique name. And if you think Hagen does, it had nothing to do with, you know, German or, or, you know, language, Germanic language. It was just North America thought it was European or thought it was something exotic and they grasped Hagen does, and they literally was just a marketing ploy. So, yeah, I hear exactly. You on that. Yeah, it's it's a great marketing tool, and it's it's done really well for us. So, how long? Let's go. So, the origin you did some oil and gas. You did some. I'm, I'm you know, I, I used to work with a company, the ex Lumberjay. Yes. So, when you talk a petroleum engineer, like the reservoir the reserves and your P two reserve, whatever it is, and but so now you 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 completely don't have that. You're not a business guy for per se. And you have to learn that as well, I imagine. How many years ago was that when you started? The, all right, we're ready to get this Absolutely. on the Absolutely. So the, the origins of the company date back to 2017. So that was really when, you know, we'd been thinking about the idea for a while, but that's really when we put 
you know, yeah. pencil to paper and got working on it. And we didn't launch until October of 2019. So just last October. Oh, okay. So you just like literally on the, the store shelves now, are you, you're on the store shelves or you were, or you just probably still are. <laughs> you're one of the, it's an essential product, right? You're still an essential product in the COVID-19 uh, it sure era. Is. We're very fortunate that all our grocery stores are still open and they're keeping our business alive right now. Yeah, absolutely. So where's your demand, the manufacturing happening or the production facilities are here in Calgary or somewhere? Great question. So keeping our, our products as local as possible is really important to us. We unfortunately have yeah. yet to be able to find an Alberta manufacturer. So the closest one that we were able to find is in Vancouver. So we're currently manufactured in Vancouver. They ship all the product here and then all our operations are Calgary based. Ah, you know, I just, we literally, my daughter was in, uh, we were out at the coast last week and we drove out. We had to plan anyway to pick her up for the spring break. And then of course it turned into bring her back permanent, but literally that drive, the Coquihalla, I probably saw 10 cars and thousands of just transport yes. trucks. And I like, I've never seen that highway all the way through, through Lake Louise to Calgary. I'd never seen that highway that empty other than transport trucks. And some of the guys, I mean, those are your friends now. I mean, they're your best friends. They probably were your friends before. Are you seeing a, a, a glitch in supply chain now or how is that affecting you, you know, guys? We haven't seen a massive glitch in supply chain. Some of you know our manufacturing dates have been delayed a little bit just because of some staffing problems. But fortunately, being in yeah. the food business, the these food companies are incredible and they had you know, plans in place to deal with it. And so far we've yeah. seen very few interruptions. Well, so I, you know, cause I, I think the Rogers pass, I literally, you know, and again, you think if when you're driving the, the highways, there's the passing lane coming up, you didn't have to think about it. It's just the, the truck. First of all, the truckers were kind of, they were, they were really aware of the the odd car and they kind of moved over. But so that's nice to hear. But, you, you know, you, you've probably seen the news and they talk about the uh, one thing that I heard. And it was this whole shift because the restaurants, there's less um, food being used and consumed because they're either got to take out or fully, you know, they're going fully um, closed. The shift of supply chain of food is actually there's more there should be more abundance in the, the shops that carry your store. I don't know. What do you think? About yeah, that? I completely agree. And it's now that we're on the distribution and, and food side and you see some people, you know, panicking over toilet paper and, and different yeah. products. And because we're in these distributors warehouse, there's actually not a supply problem at all. It's a distribution problem. So these there's tons of products sitting in warehouses all over Canada, whether it's toilet paper or food products. The problem yeah. is actually just getting yeah. it to the stores and keeping it on the shelf. So, you know, the panic is if people knew how the system worked, it's not necessary because there's tons of product available. It's just a matter of getting it to the stores. Well, I guess there's that fear and, and you know, understandably, if you the unknown, I mean, it's just the, un, the unknown unknown. If you remember back yeah. from the day, maybe maybe you're too young. <laughs> but if you remember Donald Rumsfeld during the, uh, the, the crisis, I think it was 2001, the 911, and he called it. There's, there's what we know, we don't know, but then there's the, what we don't know, we exactly. don't know. <laughs> the unknown, the unknown, unknown. So yeah, the fear probably takes over. But I want to go back because you mentioned, so Vancouver was who your, your origin. Um, how do you control all that? I mean, the quality, the, if someone else is, bo it's bottling, right? You send them the, the liquid or what, maybe you can 
for the benefit of the four listeners, give us you know, some clarity on that. Cause I'm, I'm just curious. It's pretty cool. I just, thank I just you so know. much. Yeah. And I didn't know either getting into this, how the supply chain all works. So how it works is uh, we sourced the ingredients. So we came up with the, with the formula, with a food scientist, we sourced the ingredients that all gets sent to our manufacturing yeah. along with our packaging, which we, we also oh, okay. source in house and yeah. then they put it all together and we're using a, it's a, it's called a flexible beverage pouch. And it's, we're the first of kind packaging on the planet. So when the ones ever used the exact packaging that we've used before, and it's really low carbon footprint because it's flexible. It can be shipped flat. It takes up anywhere from 10 to 20 times less space than aluminum or glass. And so you're saving a lot right. of those carbon emissions along the way during transportation. So the package, cause I did see a couple of your Instagram posts and it's kind of a flat pack. Um, those, remember those old, Oh God, I'm just, you know, the gel packs and people would runners, marathon runners would, is it like that? That kind of a gel type it's liquid? It's not a gel. So we're it's, ready to drink tea, no different than any tea yep. you buy in a glass bottle, but we just decided to use this packaging yep. because we really do feel like it's the future of packaging. There's so many environmental benefits. It's really low carbon footprint yep. life cycle. It's easier to ship. So, you know, in terms of like Amazon and online ordering, there's advantages using it right. and it's taking off right. in, in asia but it hasn't really made its way to north america yet and we're really trying to lead the way with this packaging because we do feel like it's the future so to, to describe a quick so that it's a plastic lid is it plastic bait and i'm just trying to because this is it recyclable those kind of things you, you'd say low carbon pr- footprint and i'm not putting you on the spot i don't want to put you on the spot. i'm just trying to understand because it's a it, just describe that so that you know is it it's not a bottle but it's not a gel thing it's a but it's still really good question so picture a you know kind of like a plastic bottle or a glass bottle has that exact same shape it drinks the same way but it's made out of a flexible it's laminated layers of you know it's aluminum on the inside and then there is a plastic layer on the outside and it is recyclable but the beauty of it is because it's flexible it can be shipped flat so when you think of it you know all packages are made you know somewhere else where the drink is manufactured and they have to get there yeah. So most packages like aluminum and glass, they have to obviously be shipped in their full form, which is very heavy. Exactly. It takes a lot of trucks, takes a lot of space. And the volume as well, the space. Yeah, the space. Exactly. Yeah. We really wanted to solve that problem because recycling is one problem, but then the actual transportation carbon emissions is a whole nother problem that people don't talk about a lot. And that was something that we were really passionate about having a petroleum background. I wanted to solve the life cycle emissions problem. And we feel like, you know, being able to ship our, yeah. Our package flat and take up less space. We accomplish that. Nice. So I mean, just you, you're now in the in the midst of, and you sort of just started your business. You've got that some suppliers or not suppliers, uh, I guess retailers that are that are putting the Revitas. Is I, I get that right? You nailed Revita? it. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I was wrong in the beginning, but so uh, the Revita. I'm, so I'm going to Revita. I'm reverting back to Revita. No, so Revita brand. You're on the shelves. I mean, now that's you've, there's a sort of a black swan event for you six months in. And what changes have you seen other than that we talked about supply chain? But if have you had the dialogue with, and I'm going to say Sobeys or Safeways or IGA, whoever, have you had dialogue with some of those people? Yeah, great question, Alan. And Ravita Rovita, you call it whatever you want. <laughs> and, and we have, absolutely. So this has obviously been an unforeseen yeah. event. We didn't have this written into our business plan, of course, but we're, sure, we're very not. blessed that we launched into Calgary co-op, which has 24 stores at the very beginning of March, kind of right before this really hit its peak. Here oh, in Canada. And, you know, even though we're sold and we're sold in about 60 stores throughout Alberta, 
And just about yeah. two thirds, well, half of those are closed now because of this, but the other half are amazing partners like Co-op, Plush Lane, Amaranth, and they're staying open because they're essential services and they've just been yeah. incredible to work with. And we feel so blessed to have them as a partner. Well, I think you're probably going to, I mean, if you get, this will give an opportunity and I'm not, you know, on the branding side, the awareness, if you're on, on the shelves, because people are still going to work out. They're still going to run less in groups, of course. Um, and I think, you know, I grew up in the days when Gord's running store, I worked with Gord, if you, do, no if you know Gord. And uh, so Gord, I used to work at that way back in the night, you know, this is my oil in early yeah. days. But yeah, and I'm just thinking, you know, there's still, I, I'm, I'm surprised that say some of these shops aren't open because people are going to need running gear or clothing. And, you know, I'm just that, I think that'll be a change, but that's just my own personal view. Cause yeah, you can't be, if you want people to get out and not go crazy, you know, you're, if you obviously are a fitness guy, what do you think about that? That's a different element that they, I, I think that'll have to change over the, over the coming weeks. Yeah. I, you know what? I, I agree with you. I think I'm happy with the precautions the government is taking in terms of, you know, let's flatten the curve and, and beat this thing. Yeah. And this is really just an opportunity for us all to, you know, take some time to reflect and work on ourselves and, and do home workouts you know, and get outside and, and go for runs by ourselves. And I'm hoping soon that, you know, we flatten this curve, we, we beat this thing, and then some of those shops can start to reopen. Yeah, I guess it's a, it's a, you're right. I mean, I think the steps of the government taken, and you made you said it early on, the this whole the panic is look, there's a lot of supply where Canada is quite uh, resilient. And so, but look, I, you know, Mitch, I, I, I want to, be cognizant of your time as well. And if there's, you know, going forward, is there any, you know, thoughts you want to share in terms of what your team are doing? Maybe I, I, anything it's open. Yeah, absolutely. So I think just in relation to this, this COVID situation, we look at this, it's, you know, it's really hard on a lot of people. It's a tough situation, but there's also a lot of opportunity. There's a lot of opportunity to help and get out in the community. So one of the initiatives that we've been doing is we've been giving out free samples to nurses and doctors, people on the front lines, Oh, that's why I saw you. I just briefly saw your post. You had the um, the stethoscope and the two bottles uh, or the two pla- the, the container. That's what. Yeah, that was. you okay. betcha. Nice. So we're nice. just trying to find ways to innovate because you one of the you know the, the biggest hits to our business is we're not allowed to sample now in stores. You know, obviously we're not allowed to do yeah. it around a lot of people because it's not safe. And that yeah. was our main marketing strategy was just getting out in the community and giving out free samples. So we said, if we can't get out in stores and do it, then we'll do it on our own. We'll give out, Brilliant. We'll Brilliant. Give out you know, free units to people's on the front line of this thing. So it's forcing us to think outside of the box. And I think as difficult as the time for this is for small business, there's also a lot of opportunity to innovate and change. And we'll just come out of this better than we were before. You know, just uh, just triggered it. There's the volunteers over at the Calgary Food Bank. One of the guests of my podcast earlier in, in February was was James McCare from Food Bank. And it seems like I've been following them and they seem that they had an initial struggle because, as you can appreciate, passing big boxes of food and that whole, they had to really change their, their supply chain. Yes. Maybe, a, maybe, a, maybe an energy drink or two for those volunteers out there. I'll just put that out there. A shameless plug for the Calgary Food Bank. But you know, I just, I, I find theirs is incredible because they're really on the front line. Like the healthcare workers, they're really on the front line as well because people are probably more in need for food or supply that than they were, say, two oh, months absolutely. ago. So, yeah, people like yeah. that, you know, even the employees working in grocery stores, you know, these people on the front lines, we're just so grateful for the work that they're doing. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mitch, really, thanks for your, I, I, I'm, I'm excited to, to update this for in the future. And, and the fact that you pivoted out of the oil and gas, you did it on, you didn't, you know, you did it before, you know, you're told that, you know, as you know, a lot of companies in, in the, the oil prices today are just really tanked. And I, I've seen the, I've seen ups and downs a lot uh, over yes. my career. And I, I know 18, I literally was 18 years overseas. I went from Kazakhstan to Russia to Dubai and, you know, oil prices as they went up, you, you know, as a CFO, you were easy to get roles, but as, they, as they, they dropped, uh, it was a lot more difficult to find, you know, now I can, I can, I can't imagine. It's just, it's a, it's a different game in this, uh, this world with oil. Price, with oil yeah. Price. It's, it's such a beautiful industry and it was really sad yeah. to, to walk away from it, but you know, we're, we're using, yeah. you know, our, our supply chain re- still requires a lot of oil and gas and we're, you know, a proud advocate of that industry and we're sure proud to be here in Calgary. Mitch, thanks for your time today. And I, I, you know, look, stay safe, man. You too. I really appreciate you having me on the show and thank you for everything you do for Calgary business. <laughs> thanks. Man. All right. Mitch, have too. a great day. Have a great day. Cheers. Take care.